Welcome back to Scarlet and Maze. I'm Adam. This is Zach. Once hey. again, we are brought to you by Lano Life. I brought a couple boxes here. There's this savory chicken bone broth. There's this grass-fed beef bone broth. Seriously, both amazing. I had two cups today. I had two cups yesterday of just this. It seriously tastes so good. You need to go check them out. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. I'm supposed to say exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Extraordinary. Exactly. Yeah. Check them out. I'm pumped. Post week zero. Yeah. We're finally to actual game week. Scott Frost, I bet, feels the exact same way <laughs> that the last game didn't matter. But yeah. it happened. Nebraska did it again. Yeah, goodness. I was watching that first half, and I was like, Nebraska might be really good this year. And then they tried that onside kick in the second half, and it all went from there. It was crazy, like, the difference. And we talked about this before, the mm -hmm. difference in night and day between Case Thompson in the first half and in the second half. He did have that one electric throw in the second half, which was awesome. Where he has he was scrambling for like eleven seconds or something. I don't know. But. It's funny the difference between uh, beyond ill advised and a remarkable play is like this much. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but he reminds me a lot of Adrian Martinez. Just can't get it done. Yeah, um, it's funny because I texted you in the first half. Casey Thompson is incredible, mm -hmm. and then later I was just like, never mind. Well, like. The ballsy move from Northwestern to multiple times just be like, yeah, you can't beat us. Like, like you just beat yourselves every mm -hmm. time. So we're just going to keep running the clock out and just punting you the ball and just let us keep this score and yeah, win. I was, I was pissed when Northwestern – I remember – so they kicked a field goal earlier in the game on fourth and short. They had a third and like eight – well, it was third and long, and they ran it, and then kicked a field goal. And then yep. this time, third and long, they ran it, and the announcers is like, surely this time they're setting up for a fourth down, right? And they're like, oh, it's got to be. And they kicked a field goal and missed it, and I was like, they deserve to lose. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> they could have done it all game My thing is, and just counted on Nebraska screwing themselves. They were running it so much, and the run game wasn't going great for Like, it was inconsistent. The mm -hmm. run game, like, Nebraska would get stopped sometimes. Sometimes they'd get big runs. The thing was, Helinski was shredding Nebraska. Like, I yeah. felt like they could have passed it every play, and they would have put 50 points on him. I don't know. Yeah. That went to, I uh, I really have never bought into Pat Fitzgerald, and even now I, I'm like, I don't, I don't think he's the best. Whatever. People I, disagree. That's I fine. I do think Helinski looked incredible. He looked mm. like one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten. But that might just be Nebraska. Who knows? That yeah, might just be <laughs> Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought for a minute Nebraska had it fixed, and then Frost was turning the corner. But it was Frost that rattled his own team yeah. with that onside kick. Somehow, I don't know how it rattled them, but for real, they looked like scared. They started dropping passes. Yeah, like ah, whatever. Um, what well, was just stupid? Despite the disappointment of Nebraska, it was a great game to kick off the year. It was a really fun yeah. game to watch and. Like the back and forth, the throwing punches, and did yeah. you see Scott Frost press conference afterward when yep. they asked him about it? Yeah, blaming it on the OC, blaming it on the OC, and saying like, "Well, it didn't work, so of course I want it back." And it's like why? It's like a one percent play, an onside kick. Yeah, why up eleven third quarter? Why try a one percent play to end the game there when in actuality it doesn't actually end the game? Yeah. So like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. What an idiot. My only thing is, like, typically um, 
it's like something they see in film when when you like go for something like that early in the game. Like I remember there was way back and it was it was a uh, Chase Young got suspended because of stuff that came out from like Maryland calling him out, blah 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 mm-hmm. drama. And so there he got suspended for the Maryland game, and so. Ohio State was pissed about it, and so they kicked an onside kick early. But it was literally like because Ohio State always kicks it to the one side of the field. It, the kicker looked like he kicked a pass, like he threw a pass to Chris Olave down the sideline. He just caught it, and like nobody was near him. And so like a play like that, like yeah. you'd think that that's what they were going for. Whereas like they saw in the film that this is there and that it'll work. And but you know, I think if it was something they saw in film, Frost would have mentioned that. Yeah, he would have said, didn't. you know, it's something we saw in film. We wanted to take advantage of it. In a point that we thought mattered, but no, he just said he wanted to go for the kill. He just sucks. He does just suck. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we're both one and one on our picks. Yeah. Illinois Saved our dominated. <laughs> yeah. Looked good. Against Wyoming. I didn't watch. I didn't watch either, <laughs> but they, they dominated. Yeah. Which for Illinois is an achievement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> more on that later, I guess. Uh, onto the turd pile picks of week one. The yeah. actual season is upon us. Uh, unless you're Scott Frost and the season has already dumped on you. Uh, we're just going to rapid fire turd pile picks here. New Mexico State at Minnesota. 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 Western Michigan at MSU. MSU. Oh, see, we differ. Yeah. <laughs> Illinois at Indiana. Illinois. I'm going Indiana here. That's fun. S- solely because I forget the guy's name, but. I don't even follow him on Twitter, but because, like, based on your likes, blah, 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 this guy's tweets always pop up on my Twitter, and he he's an idiot. He is and an idiot. He um, put Indiana as a team on upset alert. Pretty sure, like, you have to be a good team to be on upset alert, first of all. And, like, I'm just not going to follow anything he says. So, Indiana over Illinois. Man, I just, I went from crapping on Bielema as long as I can remember to last week in a stat that I'll share later. Maybe Illinois is coming around in a dump West. Like, it's not a good division. People keep saying maybe everyone ends up like eight and four, six and six, five and six, like in a just kind of a clump of yeah, mediocrity poop. Yeah, poop. but like, who knows? I don't know. Are uh, you implying that Illinois could be a sleeper to win the West? Yeah, I'm I don't I, go that far. I don't think they will. Uh, but I'm starting to be like, maybe they're not the worst team in the West. And once you're not the worst team in the West, you never know because no team is good in the West. Mm-hmm. That's all. Uh, South Dakota State at Iowa. This was another team that this guy put as on upset alert. Once again, you have to be a good team to be on upset alert. I got <laughs> Iowa. I actually... I could see South Dakota State because they are sometimes decent. Yeah. Iowa is not, and they lose some people. They're decent. It was, They're not good. It was, what, like five-ish years ago that they lost to North Dakota State, right? right? Yeah. yeah so. um, That's a different team, but sounds the well, same. Well, and South Dakota State spreads it out a little more. Iowa is like the Virginia of basketball where they just run the – like they're not <laughs> fast-moving. Yeah. Uh which makes them more ripe for an upset, I think. But I'm gonna pick Iowa. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree. I don't think they're ripe for an upset. I don't think they'll be even close. Yeah. Iowa will win. I mean, Iowa has way more talent. Probably has more size. Pretty much everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, Iowa's gonna win. Yep. Uh, Buffalo at Maryland. 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 Rutgers at Boston College. 
I think that Boston College should be on upset alert because somehow they're favored by a touchdown here. When Boston College was terrible last year, I don't. There must be something I'm missing because I think Rutgers wins this game. I got Rutgers also. North Dakota at Nebraska. This is a tough one. Is it? I hope it's not. I feel like every time I pick Nebraska, I regret it. But Nebraska. I got Nebraska also. <laughs> Uh, Illinois State over Wisconsin? No, yeah, I got Wisconsin. Yeah, not a chance. Uh, Penn State at Purdue. This this one I actually, this is like the one game I had trouble yeah. picking. This is out of the turd pile of picks. Yeah, we're now out. Yeah, so James Franklin, <coughs> I saw a stat on Twitter that he mm-hmm. is 11-11 in his past 22 games. Oof. In Purdue typically likes to beat teams that are overrated, but I don't think Penn State is overrated. They're not a ranked team. Nobody has high expectations for them, but they are still top three in the Big Ten in talent, no doubt about it. It's Ohio State, then Michigan and Penn State go back and forth, which is second and third for the most talented teams. And I think that Penn State's talent is going to be too much for Purdue, and Penn State will beat them. No, it's, it's, in, uh, it's at Purdue, yeah. but Penn State is still favored. Um both have returning quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penn State's missing their leading receiver. Purdue is down a couple guys. Um, not from injury, just to the NFL. Yeah. Um, Purdue's down their leading receiver as mm-hmm. well to the NFL. I, like, I was going back and forth and back and forth. I hate James Franklin. Um, not out of like, oh, man, he's good. Or like, oh, he beat Michigan a few times, but I just don't think he's very good. Uh and Purdue's at home. I love James I Franklin. Purdue. I love James Franklin for that exact reason that he's not very good. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, but yeah, I got I got Purdue. Boiler up. Yeah, that's our. Is that our first difference? No. Oh, Illinois, yeah, Indiana. Illinois, Indiana. Okay. Yeah. So the two conference games we're going. Yeah. Opposite here. Fun. Okay. Uh, Colorado State at Michigan. So. Colorado State. Wait, what? <laughs> I want to get thoughts on game one, but also Harbaugh announced Kate is starting game one, JJ starting game two. I feel like I'm one of the few people that doesn't think it's the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, I don't think it's stupid. Oh, okay. I think it's – I couldn't care less because I don't think it matters who they start a quarterback mm-hmm. for their – like. I think JJ if JJ wins a starting job, they go 11-1. I think if Cade wins a starting job, they go 11-1. Mm-hmm. And maybe ten and two, but either way, I don't think it's the quarterback play that keeps them from being eleven and one. I don't think they beat the Buckeyes, and I don't think they. There's a slim chance they lose to anybody else. Maybe Michigan State, maybe Penn State, but still, those are teams that they should beat. Yeah. No matter who's that quarterback. Yeah, I honestly love it. Like, so the the only problem, as was always going to be the case, even before this was announced, even I mean, heading into. Uh, like, after the Georgia game last year, this was always going to be the case, um, is when you choose a starter, if the other guy leaves and then the starter gets hurt. That's yeah. the only potential issue. Uh, but I love it because, A, why not? And then, B, if you really believe, as Harbaugh said, that both quarterbacks are championship caliber um, and the competition is too close to call right now, then what are your options, right? You can split quarters. You can alternate every series or what else. Like, you play two awful, awful teams. Both guys get meaningful game action, not just spots for McCarthy, not just uh, once the game is out of hand, but you give them each, okay, 0-0, 
here we go. Both teams are terrible. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting if they both go 20 for 20 with five touchdowns. Yeah, what are like, they doing? I don't know. Um, but I actually – if honest, and it'll, it'll generate some interest for the game. Yeah. Uh, especially the Hawaii game. Um, but it'll, it'll be inter- interesting to see how different the game plans are in the two different games based on the style of quarterback, too. Well, so it'll be fun. He said they were going to throw more, but you can't say, all right, Cade, you're going to start and hand it off the whole game. Right. Even if they plan on game three moving forward, running it way more, they've got to throw it a lot more than they're going to the first two games, right? Right. I would think. Um, anyways, Michigan by 100. Yeah, um, I think Michigan will win 49-21, but... Um, keep track of that score when, later on. Keep track of the score later on? Yeah, just think about it later on. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, game of the week, Notre Dame at Ohio State. I wish there was more to say about this game. <laughs> I, I think it's a blast. It's the first time ever for Ohio State, at least, that they open the season with the top five matchup. I know Notre Dame might be a weak top five. Pre- might be, yeah. Preseason top five. Uh-huh. But I do think that the preseason overrate um, narrative of Notre Dame is a sham. They have one regular season loss against a, a non-playoff team in the last four years. They have finished higher than their preseason rank or in the top ten every year since 2017. And then um, I don't think Notre Dame is ranked five for no reason. Like, well, Obviously a lot of people think that they're at least the fifth most talented team. I know they have a new coach and a lot of new faces around that program and a new quarterback. But they're still a very talented team that recruits well every year. So, yeah. I mean, I I would say how many good teams have they beaten in the last however many years? That's like yeah. And that's I'll, the thing <clears throat> is they they haven't uh, lost. What was the stat you said about? They've only lost to one non-playoff team in the regular <laughs> season in the last four years. And how many have they beaten? They're I mean, you know, they're two and twenty against top five teams since nineteen ninety nine. All right. <laughs> also, they have not beat the Buckeyes since 1936, so the la- their last win over Ohio State is older than World War II. They have played six total games. <laughs> Notre Dame won the first two, and then Ohio State won the four, so maybe Notre Dame wins the next two, tie it up. Probably not. No. Um, but yes, they haven't won forever ago, but it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. They don't also, play very often. Also that they've never beat Ohio State on TV because the first televised <laughs> game of college football was 1939, oh, three years after that. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. But, you know, two wins in, since 1999 against top five teams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the, the thing I said about Rimbin, Ranked fifth. Like, they're ranked yeah. fifth for a reason. Ohio State's also ranked second for a reason. Ranked higher than Notre Dame. And yeah. I think that gap is bigger than three because Clemson's four and they were trash last year. I mean, like... um, Yeah. Notre Dame is the exact reason why anytime anyone gives me crap about Michigan's schedule this year, I'm like, it's about time. Because there's zero reason for Michigan to schedule a hard out of conference. Um, like this game is a hard out of conference, obviously for well harder for Ohio State. For Notre Dame, if they had a conference, it would be a hard out of conference. Um, but Notre Dame is ranked this high because they play nobody every single year. They played Cincinnati last year. Awesome. Team. They yeah, lost. They, they played a group of five and <laughs> lost. Yeah. Like, 
I don't know. The I think the hard part is that they schedule a lot of teams every year, like USC, like Stanford, that have typically been really good in the past. That's part that of it. That have not been good the last five years. That's part of it, but at the same time, it still is. They're they're ranked this high because they've beaten a lot of nobodies for a long time. Yeah, Period. I mean, they really don't schedule a lot of nobodies. Like they typically play a, an, an ACC schedule at least for a majority of the. What did you say last episode about the ACC? <laughs> they're uh, the worst Power Five conference. Okay. Yeah, they won't be after. Uh, they're not a Power Five conference anymore. <laughs> after USC and uh, UCLA joined yeah. the Big Ten. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Things nobody is. Oh wait, wait. We I have don't... to. We have to make our pick. Yeah. And game of the week. Pick against the spread. Whoever's closer gets, gets the next point, point. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm just absolutely pumped for this game. Um, today on the press conference, um, Knowles was saying the defense is 100% ready to go. If that's the case, Notre Dame's in trouble. Um, the offense will be the best in the country again. I, I can bet on – I would bet on that. Like, obviously, it's, there's a lot of teams, but I think when you have – one of the top offensive lines, other than arguably the best quarterback, the best running back, and the best wide receiver in the country, you're going to score a lot of points. I think that the offensive firepower is going to be way too much for first-year head coach Marcus Freeman. I also think it's super fun that Marcus Freeman, former Buckeye linebacker, mm-hmm. also brought in uh, James Laurinaitis as a, a grad assistant, which is super weird to me because he's old. That's weird to me. But um, to be an assistant on that team, former Buckeye. And also Al Washington, who coached – for the Buckeyes, I think that brings an extra chip for both sides and makes the game a little more fun. Um, I do think Notre Dame long-term will be better under Marcus Freeman than Brian Kelly, just because he's already recruiting better, and I know he blew it against Oklahoma State, but they looked good against Oklahoma State. That was a terrible loss. They were up big. Um, that being said, I have the Buckeyes winning, and they'll win big 52-20. to I think they'll beat Notre Dame by more than Michigan will beat Colorado State. Dang. That's what uh, I said. Remember that score. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I got fifty six seventeen. Wow. So you think they're gonna win by more? Yeah, I do. I don't. I I went between seventeen and thirteen. I don't like, and I don't even think Ohio State's defense is going to be that like punishing that amazing. I just think it will be, but I just don't believe in Notre Dame at all. Uh, it is fun that Jim Knowles' last game was against Notre Dame. Yeah. And they blew it. Um, things no one's talking about. Things no one's talking about. Illinois has held five of their last six opponents to under 20 points. Wow. Illinois. Wow. Big Ten West sleeper. Maybe. No. <laughs> uh, but they that includes Minnesota and Penn State. Minnesota's offense was whatever. Uh, yeah. Penn State, not a whole bunch better. But still, they're not Rutgers. Yeah. Uh, but am yeah. I wrong for all my Brett Bielema slander last no. year? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just, they've got my attention. We'll see what they do starting this week. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I saw that stat and I was very surprised because Illinois was a hilarious team to play against. Yeah. Okay. So my thing, my thing no one is talking about is something we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. But... It has to do with something we talked about last week. Or was that those two weeks ago, technically? Yep. So, Payne Thorne. Yep. I said he was stellar quarterback, had a pretty good season last year, stellar season last year. Mm-hmm. You disagreed. 
He broke the Michigan State record for passing touchdowns in a season with 27. That's not the thing no one is talking about. The thing no one is talking about is how you and Robbie have <laughs> shit on Peyton Thorne in our group chat about how many touchdown passes he's thrown. And I like you. You could read this. Michigan's single season passing touchdown record is <coughs> 25. 25 from Chad Henney. And that's just hilarious to me that. From 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so here's what I would say. I wasn't saying anything about his touchdowns thrown. It isn't a modern record number, which is why mainly you're... It's still top 20 in the history of the Big Ten. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> the top 19 are Ohio State. Um, <laughs> That's not true. The modern game is throwing it a ton. Yeah. Michigan has not done that very yeah. much. They've stuck... To running the ball. For the and most maybe part. that's why they've won one Big Ten championship in the last 20 years. I don't think you're wrong. I think Michigan has been very slow to adapt a number of things, including when they finally got Rich Rod, they were moving to that spread when everybody had already done it. They used to innovate, they invented the forward pass. They <laughs> used to do a bunch of innovative stuff, and somewhere along the way, they got into like, that's not the Michigan way. And then they got slow to adapt. And I would agree. Same with NIL stuff. Same with uh, transfer regulation stuff. I completely agree. So the non-stellar of a season that Peyton Thorne had was better than any quarterback in Michigan's history. Uh, he threw for more touchdowns, yeah. Um, it doesn't – I don't think Peyton Thorne is a good quarterback. What I said was that I think all of Peyton Thorne's success – is because of Jaden Reed. I think Jaden Reed is a phenomenal wide receiver. He threw a, a touchdown pass to like eight or nine different guys. Mm-hmm. Mainly to Jaden Reed. Like anyone for Reed uh, had the most Eastern touchdowns. Michigan throws for touchdowns. I would be interested to see. Reed did have ten of the twenty-seven. Great. That's seventeen other touchdowns went to other guys. Uh-huh. That's almost as many as, many as Chad Henney if you take uh-huh. out. It's Reeves. a different game, different pace of play. There's more no huddle now than there was before, especially under Lloyd Carr. But it's a different game. I don't think Lloyd Carr ever went no huddle. Who was the best player on Michigan State last year? Kenneth Walker. Yeah. So a run, t- a running team, a run first team. You could say. Was he healthy all year? He missed. He missed one game and he in missed the, more than one game, sir. What other game did he miss? He missed Ohio State. He played some of that game. And Peyton, <laughs> he ran the ball three times. Peyton Thorne threw for maybe 100 yards that game. He threw, what, one touchdown that whole game? I don't know. Still breaks Chad Henney's record. Great. Take out the game that Kenneth Walker didn't play. Okay. Let's let's pull up the other stats from that season and compare those. I would love to do that. Okay. Um, including time of possession and things like that. Okay. Because if, if Lloyd Carr is... Who is the, who's the best player on Michigan's team during that time? Probably Mike Hart, the all-time leading rush leader. Okay, Chad Eddy, definitely Chad Eddy. <laughs> He's had a longer NFL career. Yeah. <sighs> That's true. <laughs> that, that doesn't mean anything for the college season. But Either way. I was actually wondering if you were ever going to know that because <laughs> I knew that. Yeah, either way, Chad Henney was the quarterback when they lost to Appalachian State. And he's that's the best true. quarterback you guys have ever had. Well, that's debatable. Is it? Isn't it? That's for another episode. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is debatable. Is I'm it? not saying he's not. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, thank you for springing that on me. <laughs> tweet of the week. What do you got? All right. My tweet of the week is um, from Buckeye Fett. 
which is like Boba Fett, but Buckeye Fett. Um, breaking, Ryan Day has announced C.J. Stroud will be the starting quarterback week one versus Notre Dame with the eyeball emojis. I just thought it was funny because everybody knew C.J. Stroud was starting. but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know if he had recovered from the blizzard. <laughs> How many limbs did that dude lose because of the blizzard in Ann Arbor last year? I mean, he recovered like 600 passing yards worth in Rose Bowl. But. Well, that's true. <laughs> I didn't know if they had just given him some painkillers. and Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. It's just, it was, first of all, it was funny to me. Second yeah. of all, it's just going to be even more excited for the season. And the chip on C.J. Stroud's shoulder, I just made me think back to the pictures of him at the Heisman ceremony and just... The look in his eye like he was going to murder somebody. Yeah. Like he will this year when uh, when he runs through every team on Ohio State schedule. Well, throws story. through the team. Yeah. Uh, my tweet of the week is from Patrick Barron. Imagine you're Hawaii and you just gave up 63 points to one of the worst Power 5 group programs in the country. And now the top 10 team that you're going to play six time zones away in a night game environment is talking about their quarterback competition of biblical proportions um because harbaugh said they said uh, like who's gonna start and he, he referenced the bible yeah um did he yeah he did kind of he said he got it from solomon he said solomon was pretty wise but he's like he? he's harbaugh he's pretty wise i guess yeah <laughs> um that is amazing it's funny because i was i didn't watch the hawaii game but i saw a tweet that was that said something about hawaii's first touchdown only touchdown about how, like, oh, man, maybe they're pretty good in this new offense or whatever. <laughs> and then I looked at the score, and it's like 35-7 to 7 at that point. <laughs> wow. I was like, why are we why are we doing this? Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see J.J. McCarthy against him. That'll be fun. Yeah. He'll, he'll maybe put, hang 100 on him. Dude, I can't wait till Ohio State smokes another name. I can. With that. <laughs> Jason Smith and Jigba over or under two touchdowns? Over. Over. Okay. So he's going to get three? Over or under, uh, C.J. Stroud plays three quarters, full quarters. Do you think he's pulled before the fourth? He'll get pulled before the fourth. Interesting. And Kyle McCord will throw for two touchdowns. Man. Not really, but. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> because Notre Dame I really don't think is good. Yeah. Uh, especially that good. Well, they're ranked higher than Michigan, so. That's true. Uh, which, again, goes to preseason rankings are nonsense. With that, until next week. And until then, go blue. Go Buckeyes.